0: Praise God, last week we talked about, if you remember, um, we talked about how, how we keep our boat afloat. And we asked the question, who is it that keeps our boat afloat? Who on this journey through life is keeping our boat afloat? And we looked at some of the people that it might be. Maybe it's our spouse. Maybe we really depend on our spouse. Maybe it's our boss in work. Is it your boss that's keeping your boat afloat? Or is it you yourself? Is it you yourself that's keeping? Are you depending on yourself? to keep your boat afloat. Well, Linda was the A student last week. If you remember, she got it in one, amen? (laughs) It's not, it needs to be God. We talked about how it needs to be God. We came to the conclusion that it needs to be God that's keeping our boat afloat. We need to have God in our boats, and we need to have him fully in, we talked about. Remember, not just halfway in, halfway out, one leg in the sea, one leg in the boat. No, we need to have him fully in. And we talked about how if we invite God to be captain of our ship, well, then he brings so much more to our ship as well. You know, he doesn't just bring himself. He brings so much more. He, we said he brings his love, his grace, his peace, his joy, his hope, his provision, his healing, his favor, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness his protection and his salvation amen God brings so much to the boat that he doesn't just bring himself he adds so much he brings so much to our boat and we talked about how if God is first mate if God is first mate on our journey through life well then our life will be exciting our life will be exciting and we talked about the fact that our life is exciting and we need to embrace it. we need to embrace the journey we're reminded that having God in our boat actually means having the Creator of the universe in your boat imagine you can have the creator of the universe in your boat you can have the creator of this vast universe this world the creator of it can you believe it steering your boat guiding your ship captaining your ship The all-knowing, all-powerful God can keep you afloat if you allow Him. The Alpha and the Omega. He knows the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. And we said our journey will never be boring, always exciting, because why? He's the great navigator. He knows the way through the waters. He will take us places we've never even dreamed of. And we said He wants to take us out on the ocean and show us the world. And he does amen he wants to show us the world and we talked about how we don't have to be afraid when god is in our boat because when god's in our boat he knows the way he knows the way through the icebergs he's able to navigate around the icebergs we looked at that scripture in isaiah chapter 42 and verse 16 i will bring the blind by a way they did not know i will lead them in paths they have not known i will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight these things i will do for them and not forsake them Amen, God will never leave us or forsake us. He doesn't abandon ship, okay? And you see, if we only realize the magnitude of who is in our boat, we wouldn't be afraid. Remember last week, we talked about the disciples out in the water and the boats, remember, in Mark chapter 4? And you know, Jesus was with them. Now, Jesus was asleep as it happened, but he was still with them, amen? The storm arose, but they didn't need to fear because Jesus was in their boat. But they did fear, they panicked, they forgot for a minute. They, These experienced fishermen forgot for a minute who was in their boat. And you know, men that number one were well used to encountering storms, this wasn't new to them. And then number two, and most importantly, they forgot that they had the ultimate anchor in their boat. They had the hope of the world in their boat. Jesus was in the stern, but yet they panicked they forgot they forgot also do you remember that jesus instigated the trip remember at the beginning of the scripture we read jesus said let us go across to the other side let us go across to the other side So remember we talked about how the fact is if jesus said let us go across to the other side that means we're going to the other side we're going to get there amen despite the storm despite the magnitude of the storm if he said let us go across to the other side we're going across to the other side amen. and you know that's where i want to continue today this is cool guys are you ready are you ready for this boat trip because this is cool okay so that's where we're going to pick it up today in life we all face difficulties OK, so I get you excited and then I tell you you're going to face difficulty. OK, sorry. We all face storms. You know, some storms are big storms, some small storms are small storms. And, you know, you're sailing along fine and all of a sudden a storm arises, an unexpected challenge, a sickness pops up, an issue with a loved one, maybe, you know, a contract, maybe your business, it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. Maybe an issue arises in your job. But just like the disciples, it's OK, it's OK. Because if Jesus is in your boat, then you're gonna make it. Amen, you're gonna make it. Let us go across to the other side. You see, God doesn't change His mind. That dream that He gave you all those years ago, He will bring it to pass, amen? He's put a dream in your heart, He's given you a vision maybe, He's given you a word or whatever. He doesn't change His mind. He will bring it to pass because you see, the God that we serve, what He starts, he will finish. Amen. He will finish. You know, and we in the storm may not be able to see how all this is going to work out. We're not even able to see maybe how it even could possibly work out. We can't see a way, but our God is not out of options. Our God is not out of options because, you see, we think naturally, but our God works supernaturally. Amen. His ways are nothing like our ways. He has ways he never thought, we never even thought of. Isaiah chapter 55, verse eight and nine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He's got it, amen. He will bring that dream to pass, amen. He will bring that vision to fruition despite the little hiccups along the way, despite the huge storms along the way, if you keep God in your boat, you will make it. You will make it. You see, God wouldn't have allowed the storm. God wouldn't have allowed the storm if it was going to keep you from your destiny. He didn't send the storm, but he wouldn't allow it if it was going to keep you back. The challenge, the bad break that you've encountered, the person that's walked out, maybe somebody's walked out on you if that was going to stop you getting to the other side then god wouldn't have allowed it to happen amen we may not like it nobody likes to be caught in a storm you see i live in a house i do not like thunder and lightning right but i live in a house where the three other people in the house three other people three other people in the house love thunder love lightning So when there's thunder and lightning going on, Angela is cowering somewhere, watching the television to distract her, even though her mommy told her when she was a child, you need to turn off that television when there's thunder and lightning. But I'm cowering somewhere, trying to distract myself, and the three of them are out the window, or they're out in the garden, counting the flashes and counting the the taps of thunder. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, my baby's spring. We went years ago when the girls were small to Florida, huge thunderstorm, huge lightning, and we were up... In a hotel, we were up on the sixth floor or something. Enda had my two babies out on the balcony watching the lightning and thunder. I was cowering in the bed. (laughs) It's just nobody likes to be caught in a storm, though. I bet you if you asked Enda, he'd say he'd look at the storm, but he doesn't like to be caught in the storm. Amen? Storms come, but we have to remember that God's in control of the winds. Amen? Keep him in your boat. He is still in control, even in the very midst of that storm, he's still in control. Because you see, God is so good that all he has to do is shift the winds a little bit. And instead of that, those winds holding you back now, they can push you forward, amen? The storm was meant for your harm, absolutely, but he knows how to turn it around and work it for your advantage, amen? So you may be facing, you may be here this morning, you may be facing a situation and you just don't know how it's going to work out. You just can't see it. But as we said last week, if God's in your boat, cool, no worries, amen? You're still going to make it. He's still on the throne. He's working behind the scenes. He knows the back roots, amen? He doesn't need the main road, amen? He knows the back roots. Because if you allow him, he will fight your battles for you. He will arrange those breaks that you need. He will line up the right people. The right husband is on his way, amen? All my single ladies, the right husband is on his way. The right wife is on her way. Amen. For all my single men, the right wife is on her way. The right job for you is being vacated right now. The breakthrough is coming. The breakthrough in your finances, the breakthrough in your health. Let us go across to the other side. You're still going to make it. You're still going to make it. Amen. Just like the bullshit, the disciples, they had nothing to fear. Jesus was in the boat. Yes, he was asleep, but he was still in control. Remember, he was on the cushion. He was down for it. He was out for the count, but he was still in control. The disciples had nothing to fear. Now, you might say to me, Angela, you know, and I have taught this myself. You might say, Angela, that's okay for the disciples. Jesus was there physically in the boat with them. He's not physically with me now. But we're going to look at somebody this morning who's after Jesus had died and was resurrected, okay? We're gonna look at somebody now, just encourage you that it's okay. He may not have been physically in your boat like he was with the disciples, but he's still with you. If you keep God in your boat, he's still there. You just need to keep trusting, amen? Even when the hole seems to be getting bigger, even when the water seems to be coming in faster, you need to stay in faith, amen? Even when every thought in your head is telling you this will never work out, you need to keep trusting, and you need to keep believing. Amen. That's what Paul did. If we looked at Acts 27, I would love you to turn over there if you have your Bibles. Acts 27. Okay, so Paul, we all know that Paul had his encounter with God on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, and he's been preaching the gospel ever since so now he's got in trouble for preaching the gospel and he's actually in acts 27 he's a prisoner on a boat headed to rome okay he's headed to rome he's been arrested he's a prisoner and he's he's been told now that he's going to be brought before caesar so he has to get to rome to stand before caesar this is a, it's a, it's a sort of horrendous journey. It's a long journey. It's a several-month journey, okay? There's 276, I'm going to abbreviate it, okay, just for time's sake. There were 276 people on board. Many were on board? 276. Are you okay? <laughs> on board. And they encountered a huge storm, a huge storm with hurricane-force winds, the Bible says. The waves were so big that they were battering the boat to and fro it was the winds were beating up the boat the boat was starting to take on water the crew were panicking they were throwing cargo overboard they were throwing supplies overboard trying to lighten and reduce the weight but the storm kept getting worse they hadn't the bible says they hadn't seen the sun in many days they hadn't seen the stars in many nights they were feeling hopeless the crew had even stopped eating that's how desperate they had they had become But you see, Paul was on the boat with them, all right? So Paul is a prisoner on the boat. And in the middle of the storm, an angel appears to Paul. So Paul tells the crew what the angel has said, and that's where we're going to pick it up. Acts 27 and verse 23, okay? 23. I said that like a real n person, okay? Acts 27 and verse 23. For God's angel visited me last night, the angel of my God the God I passionately serve. He came and stood in front of me and said, don't be afraid, Paul. You are destined to stand trial before Caesar. You are destined to stand trial before Caesar. Let us go across to the other side. You are destined to stand trial before Caesar. And because God's favor and because of God's favor on you, the angel continues, He has given you the lives of everyone who is sailing with you. Wow. So Paul says to them in verse 25, "So men, keep up your courage. I know that God will protect you just as He told me He would. Praise God, don't you love Paul? Just as He told me He would." Let us go across to the other side. You are destined to stand before Caesar. God is telling Paul here, don't worry, don't be afraid. You will stand before Caesar. In other words, you're gonna make it. God's favor is on you. God's favor has been granted to the rest of your shipmates. They're all gonna make it. Everybody's sailing with you. You're gonna make it, Paul, God is saying. You're gonna make it. And everyone sailing with you is gonna make it despite the storm okay you're in a huge storm right now despite the wind paul despite the rain paul despite the hunger despite the lack of sun despite the lack of stars paul you are still going to make it paul had this promise that he would get to rome but his circumstances said the opposite he's in the middle of this huge hurricane of a storm paul could have had he could have turned around and said god did I hear you wrong? You know, did you really say that to me? You know, you said I was going to stand before Caesar, but look at me. I'm a prisoner, for starters. I'm in a sinking boat in the middle of the ocean in a huge storm of hurricane proportions. Did you really say I was going to make it? You see, guys, sometimes what God promises looks exactly the opposite of where we are right now and looks exactly the opposite of what we see. You see, God says you're healed, but maybe at the minute you're just... You still have that pain, or you're still seeing that sickness. God said you would lend and not borrow. Maybe at the minute, you know, you're in huge debt, or you're you're in lack, or you're struggling financially. God said your kids would be mighty in the land. Maybe at the moment they're wayward. You have to remember, God is in your boat. Amen. Don't let something that you don't don't let something that you're going through right now talk you out of what God has promised you. If God has given you a promise, it will come to pass. Amen. In the middle of the storm, when it looked impossible, with no signs of the storm improving, Paul went up to the crew and said, it's gonna be all right, don't worry. God promised me not only that I would stand before Caesar, but that the rest of you would be spared. And I love what he says in verse 25. So men, keep up your courage. I know that God will protect you, just as he told me he would. Just as he told me he would, just as he told me he would, that needs to be your conviction. God said I was gonna get this. God said I was gonna go there. God said I would do this. Just as he told me he would, he will bring it to pass. God told Paul he would stand before Caesar and Paul believed him. Paul believed him. Even though the storm was raging around him, Paul had faith. Paul trusted that what God had promised he would, would come to pass. He kept God in his boat. Just because the storm was raging around him didn't mean that he threw God's promises overboard, amen? No, he kept God and his promises on deck. You know, when Paul went up to the crew, he probably looked ridiculous. He went up to the crew and told them that their lives were going to be spared. But he was in the middle of a huge storm. Don't you know the water was splashing on his face? Don't you know the wind he was trying to keep his balance on the boat he was probably clinging on? He probably looked ridiculous, but he believed and he trusted. And he told those men, your your lives are going to be spared. Your lives are going to be spared. Have courage. Have courage. Because you see, Paul started to speak victory in the middle of defeat. He started to speak life instead of death. Did you know that if you're in the middle of the storm, what you're saying and what you're thinking is going to determine how long you're going to be in that storm and whether you're going to come out of it or not? In the middle of the storm, you have to declare what God has promised you. I will get well. I will pay my bills. This too shall pass. My kids will serve the Lord. I know that God being for me is more than what's in the world and the world being against me. I will prosper. Despite the storm, I will make it. Get in agreement with God. Amen, get in agreement with God. The angel told Paul, everyone sailing with you will be safe. You gotta think about this. Paul is a prisoner on the boat. He's a prisoner. Amen. He's a prisoner on the boat. Don't you know the crew were looking down on him? Don't you know they'd probably shunned him along the way? He was a prisoner, another lowly prisoner that they had to transport in their boats. Amen. But you see, they had it wrong because they thought that Paul was sailing with them. But you see, God saw it differently. God saw Paul, his child and they were sailing with Paul. Amen. They thought he was sailing with them, but they were sailing with Paul. Amen. He said to Paul, everyone sailing with you will be safe. You see, you might have some enemies, some people that look down on you, some people that think right now they have the upper hand. Don't worry. You're not sailing with them. Amen. They're sailing with you. (laughs) Nothing and nobody can snatch you out of God's hands. You may feel like you're in the middle of a load of opposition right now. Maybe there's stuff going on in school or in college or in work or in your family or extended family. Do not worry about it, amen? Don't worry about it. God's got it. Don't worry about it. People and circumstances cannot determine your destiny. Nothing and nobody can stop God's plan for your life. God will get you where you're supposed to be if you keep him in the boat, amen? Do you realise that everybody on that boat would have perished? How many did we say were on that boat? Woohoo! 276. That's right. Do you realise that those other 275 would have perished? They would have perished. That boat was doomed, Ben. But there was a child of God on board. Amen. There was a child of God on that boat. A child of God with a purpose. A man with a destiny. Amen. And a storm cannot stop what God has promised. So your situation may not look good right now. It would stop a lot of other people, but it will not stop you. You have a purpose. You have an assignment. You are a child of the Most High God. Amen. There is a calling on your life, there is something God has ordained for you to accomplish. You're not just filling up space here in little old Enniscorthy or Bunclodi or all the surrounding areas that we come from. Amen. You're not just filling up space there. Amen. You're a person of destiny. There's a Caesar that you've been called to stand before. Amen. There's a Caesar that you've been called to stand before. There's a dream that God has put in your heart that needs to come to pass. There's a giant that you've been called to defeat. There's another side that you have to go across to. Amen. The enemy would love you to get discouraged. Oh, he'd love it. He'd love it. And I, for one, do not like giving him any room at all or any, foot, any footing at all in my life. Amen. He would love you to get discouraged. He would love you to give up. Don't. Don't. Because you see, the enemy wouldn't be sending the rains and the winds and all the trouble if he didn't know that your Caesar was just right up ahead. If he didn't know that your other side is just around the corner, remember, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The destiny in you is greater than the storm around you, amen. God's promise to you cannot be stopped by the wind or the rain or the choppy waters. Keep God in your boat. Keep keep God in your boat and stay in faith, amen. Keep declaring what he has said about you. I will stand before Caesar. I will make it to the other side. I will fulfill my destiny. I will defeat this depression. I will lend and not borrow. I will pay my house off. Keep the promise in front of you, amen? If you are going to come out of the storm, you're gonna have to keep God in your boat, and you're gonna have to know who you are. Do you know who you are this morning? You're a man of destiny, a woman of destiny. You're a child of the most high gods. Listen to me. Do you know who you are? The enemy knows who you are, amen? God knows who you are, but you have to know it. You have to know who you are. You have to know that there is a calling on your life. Whether you're young or you're old, there is a calling on your life, amen. You are destined to do great things. You are destined to do great things, and you need to have faith because God works where there's faith. You know, what would, what would you think if, you, if Paul had just went up to God and said, you know, I really don't think I can stand before Caesar, God. I don't, I don't think I can go to Rome and stand before Caesar. Look at me, I'm a prisoner. I'm in the middle of a hurricane. The people on this boat don't even like me. Don't let doubt stop your purpose. Don't let where you came from stop your purpose, amen? Don't let who you are or what you came from stop your purpose, amen? Do not let the storm talk you out of your destiny. Trust and believe because the beauty of it is we don't even have to figure it all out. We don't have to figure out how it's gonna happen. We just have to trust God and believe that he's got it. In the face of the storm, in the face of the winds and the rain, when they're coming against you, dare to say, I will stand before Caesar. I will make it to the other side. Amen. Praise God. Because God is so good. Remember, the people that were traveling with Paul were still going to be spared. You know, God will spare your enemies too. I don't know how you feel about that this morning. (laughs) I was looking at that and I was going, Praise God, I bless my enemies, amen. But God is faithful. You just got to trust and believe. The crew spotted some land and they hoisted the sail. Verse 39, we're just skipping down. I encourage you to read the chapter, it's excellent. Verse 39, when daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. So cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But, okay, now they've been promised, they've been promised, they're making their way to land, they've spotted land, they're making their way, but, there's a but, the ship struck on a sandbar and ran aground. Don't you hate when your ship sticks on a sandbar? (laughs) The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. So they spotted land, they make their way, but the winds were too strong. And as the boat gets close to land, it hits the sandbar and it runs aground. And not just that, it runs aground and it starts to fall totally apart, and the winds start to beat more parts off it, and the boat falls totally apart. You can read it yourself. Everyone ends up in the water. Ugh, ugh, this is getting worse, isn't it? Everyone ends up in the water. Surely this has to be the end surely now god made a mistake with his promise surely he didn't mean for paul to get to rome this was the end for rome he was going to take or end for paul he was going to take him to heaven no no what did they do they grabbed the pieces of boat and began to swim to shore amen and all 276 people on board the bible says made it safely to land nobody lost their lives nobody lost their lives don't you know when that boat started to fall apart they panicked they would it's natural I mean they would have started to fan- panic now we're done for it's, we're done for we don't even have a boat anymore we don't even have a boat how are we going to make it to shore without the boat but you see God's ways are higher than our ways God is saying you're going to make it you're going to make it without what you thought you had to have you see, sometimes we think, oh, we have to have that to make it. Or we have to have that person to make it. God is saying, no, no, you're still going to make it without that thing you thought you needed. Without the bowls, you're still going to make it. Without that person that walked out, that walked away and deserted you, you're still going to make it. Amen. You're going to make it because you see God is your savior. God is your savior and he has you in the palm of his hand. If you had have needed that thing, or if you had have needed that person, well, then they'd still be there, and that thing would still be there. If you needed that to fulfill your destiny, well, then they'd still be there, and that thing would still be there. You didn't need it, obviously, and you didn't need them. You can still get to shore. You can still get to shore. It may not happen the way you think, but you can still get to shore. You just have to stay open to God. You have to stay open to God because you have to remember God knows what's best for us, God knows what's best for us. You're gonna make it without that person. You're gonna make it without the boat, amen? You didn't get the promotion at work, that's okay. God's got something better lined up. He's gonna open up those new doors, amen? The storm will not stop you. God will get you to the shore, but it may happen in an unconventional way. You see, this is why the journey with God is so exciting and we need to embrace it, because he's gonna get you there, but it may not happen the way you think it's gonna happen it's more than likely knowing our God, it's going to be unconventionally. He's going to get you there unconventionally without the boat. Who gets to shore without a boat? Amen. You may have to swim a little, but if you have to swim, that's okay because he'll give you the grace to do it. Amen. He'll give you the grace to do it. Let me tell you this morning, you are stronger than you think. You are stronger than you think. You have more in you than you think. You are more talented than you think. Amen. You have more courage, more determination than you think. God will not leave you in the storm. The boat may have broken, the boat may be falling apart, but He's still going to get you to shore. Amen. Because the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Don't you think King David got discouraged? Do you remember when the prophet Samuel came looking to anoint the next king that was definitely going to come from this family? Jesse lines up all his sons, doesn't bother bringing poor David in out of the field. Don't you think David got discouraged? His dad didn't think much of him. His family didn't think a whole lot of him. But you see, David didn't need God's approval because God had already made his decision. God had already chosen David to be king. Amen. So please, on a little side note this morning, don't depend on people for your approval. Amen. Just let God approve you. God approve you. Start speaking faith. Start speaking favor. Start speaking victory and blessings over your life. You see, it'd have been so much easier. Think of Paul and the prisoners for a minute. Wouldn't it have been lovely if God had just let the boat sail up to shore? Wouldn't it? You know, they could have just stepped off then, like stepping off a cruise liner, and enjoyed the island. But you see, God, God, you know, God's got a different way. Sometimes the boat doesn't make it. Paul and the crew grabbed the broken pieces of the boat, the Bible says, and use them to help them to make a shore. You see, God is so good. He even has a plan for the broken pieces. Amen. He even has a plan for the broken pieces, the remnants, the, pe- the, 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 the little pieces that we throw away and discard. God still has a plan for them. God will use them to take you where he has prepared for you. Stop being discouraged over what you've lost. Sorry, God said say that because it's in my notes. Stop being discouraged over what you've lost. What you have left is what you need. What you have left is what you need. Paul and the, uh, the crew didn't need the boat. God was able to get them to shore on the discarded pieces. The discarded pieces was really what they needed, amen? They didn't need their boat. When you're in a storm like, like Paul, you just need to grab onto the broken pieces, amen? What do I mean by that? Keep believing. Keep believing you're going to come true. You're going to stand before Caesar. You're going to go across to the other side. Keep declaring God's favor on your life. That's okay. That's, that's not been, you know, arrogant or anything. No, no, no. This is what God's promised for you. He's going to bless you. He's going to prosper you. He's going to advance your life. He's going to make sure your kids are, are healthy and strong. Amen? The storm is not keeping you from your destiny. It's actually leading you towards your destiny if you use it the right way. God is directing the winds. Amen. God is directing the winds, he's still on the throne. You just don't know what he's up to. The storms that none of us like to be in, we might like to look at them like Enda, but the storms that we don't like to be in, the difficult things that we face, we don't like them, but God's still got our destiny in his hands, amen? He's still got that calling on your life. That assignment is still in your future. New levels are waiting for you guys. And just to finish off, they made it safely to land, right? Paul and the others made it all safely to land. No life was lost, okay? And in Acts chapter 28 and verse 2, he tells us that the natives treated them with unusual kindness. Isn't that lovely? They arrived exhausted, worn out, hungry, traumatized, stressed to the Pepsi Max, amen? And the natives treated them with unusual kindness. You see, that's what God does. I love that. God puts you in the right place at the right time. He has you encounter the people that will look after you, the people that will treat you with kindness, the people that will be good to you, the people that will help you. Paul kept God in his boat and they all survived the storm, amen? Paul lost the boat. That's okay. He said, if, let's go across to the other side, but you have no boat you see I thought about this and I was thinking about because last week we talked about keeping God in your boat and you're going to make it and then I was reading this and I was thinking well Paul lost his boat Lord what's going on here you know how's he going to make it but you see if you keep God in your boat you're going to make it because he'll get out of the boat with you amen (laughs) right but look at this are you ready for this you're going to need your seatbelts for this because this is going to blow your mind amen in Acts chapter 28 and verse 10 right They're telling us about the natives, okay? So the natives treated them with unusual kindness. We saw that in verse 2, right? In verse 10, they honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. So they looked after them, they honored them, they blessed them, they took care of them, and then when they were ready to leave, they gave them all the supplies they need. Verse 11, after three months, we put out to sea. So they were ready to sail now after three months. After three months, we put out to sea. Look at this. In a ship that had wintered on the island. Drop the mic, can't take it out of my ear, drop the mic. In a ship that had wintered in the island. They set out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. God has a plan, amen. When the crew of that ship that came in, the ship that came in to winter in the island, when that crew were bringing that ship in to winter in the island, they didn't know that they were coming in to get ready to take somebody to their destiny. Wow, amen. When that ship came into winter on the island, it was coming in to be ready for Paul. It was coming in to be ready for Paul. Paul, during the storm, he lost his ship, but God had another one waiting for him. He had another one in getting ready and prepared. Months before, God had already brought in Paul's provision. Months before, amen. He already knew what Paul would need. God knew the storm was gonna do damage. He knew the extent of the damage he was gonna do. He knew that Paul coming out of the storm was gonna need something. He was gonna need a boat, and he had it in on the island, wintering, getting ready for him, amen? Let me tell you something this morning. If you take nothing else away from this, your answer is already sailing in to meet you, amen? It's already sailing in to meet you. Your provision has been brought into winter, brought in to be safe until you need it. It's ready for you. It's waiting for you when you need it, amen? Because God knows what you will have need of. You will make it to the other side. You will make it to the other side. You will stand before Caesar. You will get to your destiny, amen? Keep God in your boat. And as you step into that new boat, bring him with you, amen? Praise God.
1: We want to give you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. You know this will be the biggest decision you ever make in your life. It will determine where you spend eternity. The Word of God says in Romans chapter 10 and verse nine, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it says you will be saved. So if that's you today and you've never made that decision, please pray this very quick prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Jesus, save me. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit so that I can follow you and live for you. Thank you, God, that you are near me, that you will never leave me, that you will always be with me. My life is not my own. Today, I give it to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We want to pray a blessing over you as we leave you today, and that is may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.